0: Hallelujah. What a day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. I hope you enjoyed worship today. Uh, May the presence of the Lord fill your heart. Um, Thank you for Lily for interviewing me also and giving you an update of um, what's going on with our relocation. Now we enter into a time of worship and giving um, of your tithe and your offering. You know a tithe is a tenth of your gross income to support what we're doing here even though we're, we haven't been meeting in, in person but we're still here in a studio that we have to pay for and all the equipment and all the things that we're doing we're still supporting um, ministries uh, even in Kenya that um, we support an orphanage and so I want to thank all those that are giving unto the Lord. Let us pray uh, as you give You can follow the instructions there. You can even send us a a check. Just contact us through our website, and and we'll send you the mailing address for that. Heavenly Father, we lift up this offering to you. Lord, bless the offering. Thank you for uh, giving us the power to obtain wealth. Your word says that we give with a cheerful heart. and So, Lord, we are thankful. We are giving with a cheerful heart bless those um, that are uh, giving today, bless those that want to give today, bless those that are praying for us today. Multiply this uh, like you did the fish and the five loaves. Use it for your kingdom. We are thankful, Lord, and we give with a cheerful heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you today for your giving. Today, I'd like for us to, uh, you know, last couple weeks I've been talking about Turn your eyes to Jesus only, look up higher, higher things, you know, keeping our minds stayed upon Him because uh, the Lord Jesus is in control no matter what our uh, eyes, our physical eyes see, but the Lord is always in control. You know, why don't you go with me to the book of Galatians today? uh, And we're just going to read through Galatians chapter uh, 5, verse 22 through 24, and many of you know these scriptures, and then we're going to go to Matthew chapter 7, okay? So Galatians 5, 22 through 24 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law, and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with passions and desires. Let's go to Matthew 7, verse 17 through 20. Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruit, you will know them. Look at verse 20 again. Therefore, by their fruits. You will know them. You know, I want to speak to you on the subject today of how do you know? How do you know? You know, there are, let us pray, first of all. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, for your word is eternal. Lord, we ask that you would touch our minds today, uh, that we may understand our ears that we may hear, our hearts that we may receive. We take authority over the sky above, the ground we stand on, and the air that surrounds us and we bind up everything that's not of you, and we loose, God, joy and peace, Lord, and hope in this place. We loose faith into this place, Lord. we thankful for your word. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, there's many times that, have you ever wondered that people would say that I'm a Christian or I'm a disciple of Christ, but how do you know? How do you know what are the markers of a Christian? What are the markers of a disciple? You know that uh, in the New Testament, in the book of Acts, when uh, the day of Pentecost came, uh, people that followed Jesus were called disciples. They were his disciples. They were not really called Christians until Antioch in the book of Acts chapter 11 and verse 26. You know that then that's the first time we see that uh, they were called Christians was in the book of Acts chapter 26. So I have a question for you today. How do you know? How do you know that a person is a Christian? How do you know what are the markers that you you and I walking this life know that we are living or being disciples or Christians and we are like Christ? You know, a lot of times people say, well, you know, you just quoted it, Pastor. We know Christians by the book of Galatians chapter 5 that they bear the fruit of the spirit of love and joy and long suffering and peace and kindness and gentleness and meekness and self-control. But brothers and sisters, I would say it like this, that doesn't come automatically. Do you know that? Uh, we accept Jesus, our, our soul is saved, but then to walk out a Christian life, the kingdom life, as we call it, uh, requires some things. And what are the indicators of those things? And we see in Matthew 7, and if you read Matthew 7 again, it talks about false prophets. It talks about how there are going to be false prophets coming in uh, sheep's clothing, but they're actually ravenous wolves or they're vicious wolves that they're going to devour you they're going to trick you they're going to destroy you you know that in the book of john ten ten, it says that the thief comes to steal kill and destroy um, but jesus comes to give us life and that they he gives us life more abundantly you see brothers and sisters the enemy the devil satan can come like a sheep but it's going to devour you because it's the enemy it's going to come and try to steal kill and destroy but Jesus comes to give life and life more abundant so how do you know how do you and I know that we are walking as believers as Christians and how do you know another person is a Christian You know, what Jesus gives it to us that he comes to give life. And so the first thing we have to understand about Christians is we must understand that those that come to our life, they have to give us life, right? And they have to add to us and not take away. So let me give you a couple, two different markers that help us to determine who are Christians and who are disciples of God. The first thing is love. First of all, as a Christian, you have to love. You have to love because why? Look at John 13, 30 through 35. John 13, 30 through 35. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have loved one for one another. Look at verse 35. By this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. You know, brothers and sisters today, I want to tell you that the key to being a disciple of Christ or a Christian, the first key is love. You and I have to love Love doesn't mean you're in agreement. You know, you hear me say it often. Love doesn't mean you have to be in agreement with with a a person. Love means you love, you love. It says this, by all. It says this, 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 look, by this all will know. You know how when people look at us that we're Christians, everybody, it didn't say a few people would know. It says that by all, everyone will know because you have loved one another. You have love for one another. That's the first indicator of love. How, how can you love someone that um, maybe hates you? See, love is a choice. Last week I spoke about it. You have to choose to love. You have to choose to love because the second step of it is this. It's a command. Look at uh, uh, John eight thirty one. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed see in John eight thirty one, it says that if you abide in my word you are my disciples indeed so the first thing is love the second thing that uh, for us to be Christians or how do you know somebody's great they are obedient to the word of God see the first thing you said hey pastor it's hard to love people that hate me. It's hard to love somebody that talks bad about me. It's hard to love someone hurts me. I realize that. But for us to have, uh, uh, to be a Christian, you have to have love, but you also have to have obedience. They are not exclusive. They are inclusive of each other. You can't just love and not obey. And you cannot obey and not love. Because Why? Jesus says, you are my disciples if you have love for one another, and you are my disciples if you obey my word. And my word says to love your enemy. My word says to love those that hate you. My word says to love those that use you. My word says to love those that talk bad about you. I know it's very hard. I know it's very difficult. But Love and obedience are the two indicators of how you know someone is a Christian. First of all, we see in 1 John, why is that important? In 1 John 4:16, and we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Look at what it says again in 1 John 4, 16. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. So, brothers and sisters, the first thing we have to know is God is love. And if he, we accept him as our Lord and Savior, we accept him as our Father, then we have to know that our Father, if you could describe God in one word, that word would be love. God the Father loves. He is love. If you could describe him in one word, it's love. God so loved the world." In John 3:16, it's not on the screen, but in John 3:16, it says, "For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, who shall ever believe upon Him shall not ha- perish but have everlasting life. For God so loved." So brothers and sisters, for us to be Christians, how do you know? You know, it's not about how much you know. That's the big fallacy. People say, well, I know I'm a Christian or I know he's a Christian because he knows a lot about the word of God. Did you know that when Jesus was on the earth, he walked among the scholars. We call them, the Bible calls them Pharisees. They knew a lot about the word of God. That's all they did. They studied the word of God every day. They were in the temple every day praying, but they didn't have love. See, that doesn't mean just because you have a lot of word of God, and that's a good thing, doesn't necessarily mean you have love. Just because you have a lot of word of of knowledge in your mind and you don't have love, you know, in 1 Corinthians 13, it's not on the screen. You can go look at it. It says that you can have all the gifts. You can prophesy, but if you don't have love, you are nothing. Think about that for a minute. If you don't have love one for another, you can be highly you can have high knowledge of God's word you can have all the spiritual gifts you can prophesy you can heal you can do, uh, have all the spiritual gifts but if you don't have love you know what the apostle paul said he says you're nothing that means you and I are nothing without love see love is the key to christianity love and obedience You can have love. I know a lot of people say, Lord, I love you. I love you, Lord. Oh, I love the Lord. But you know what? They don't obey his word. They do all kinds of things. They lie. They cheat. uh, And they um, um, would do things that are anti-Bible, right? Just because you say you love God does not necessarily mean you are a Christian. You know, because in Matthew 7, if you read before that, he says, There's going to be people that come to me. It's not on the screen, but there's be people uh, come to, you, to me and say, Lord, Lord, I've done this in your name. I prophesied in your name. I cast out demons in your name. And he says, Depart from me. See, just because people say they love God, that's just one key. The other key is love and obey. Obey, love. You know, it's difficult, isn't it? And you say, but pastor, you know, there's a lot of times it's hard to love. And you're right. I can imagine when Jesus was on the cross, you know, and he knew he was going to be in pain, even before when he was in the Garden of Eden, he said, Lord, if it be your will, take this cup from me, not my will, but your will be done. He knew that when he was praying in the Garden of Eden, he's going to be beaten. He's going to be uh, uh, accused falsely. He's going to be betrayed. He He knew he was going to be nailed to the cross. He knew pain was about to come upon his life. But he said something. He said, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. So he loved, but then he said, Lord, I want to obey even when I know it could hurt me. How many of us are are willing to do that to say. See, brother and sister, everybody wants to have the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5. Everybody want to have love. Everyone have to uh, to uh, 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 display the, the fruit of joy and the the fruit of long suffering, the fruit of peace and the fruit of faithfulness, the fruit of gentleness. But brothers and sisters, you don't have that automatically. You and I do not have that automatically. We receive those things when we are in obedience to God's Word and we walk the, the, the faith the kingdom of life we walk out his word and with love that we do what Jesus says to do we work out we obey when God says that we should forgive then we must forgive when God says that we must uh, give to those that are in need when they are hungry we must obey when God tells us to give of our financial research we must obey but even goes on even before, more than that, that even when you know to do the right thing. You know what the, book, the Bible says, says this, he that, knows to do, uh, he that knows to do right things and does it not, to him it is sin. Think about that. When we know we're supposed to do the right thing, and we don't, and we have this conviction from the Holy Spirit, we are walking in disobedience with the Lord. So what I want to tell you today is how do you know? When you look in the mirror, how do you know that you're really a disciple of God or a Christian? Can you look in the mirror and say, you know what? I have loved and I have, to the best of my ability, obey the word of God. If you can't say that today, most of the time, I'm not trying to judge you today, but most of the time, you're trying to live the right life, most of the time you're trying to be obedient, then you could say, you know what? I am trying to be Christ-like. I know some of us, we can't be 100%. Sometimes we fail. And look, all of us have fallen short, okay? The Bible says all of us have fallen short of the glory of God. All of us have fallen short. All of us have sinned and need God. But I want to tell you today that as long as you are in your heart striving to love, striving to be obedient to God's word, that's how you obtain the fruit of the spirit. See, it's not about how much education you have of God's word. It's not how much you think you pray because you know that the Pharisees prayed all the time. But yet Jesus was in disagreement with them about how they treated other people. You know that Jesus says these two commandments, love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, with all your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. Wow, okay, that's love. Love is a very important part of Christianity. But also, you can't just say, I love, and not do what God has told you to do. Look, we, we all are trying. But ask yourself this question. Do people really know that I'm a Christian? How do you know? And when you look at people, it's like, how do I know that person is a real Christian? Do they display love? Do they really display love? When you're around them, do you feel love? When you're around them, do you feel like this joy? Do you, when you're around them, do you feel? that they have added to your life through love? Have you been a, an addition? Have they been a, an addition? And secondly, that when you walk with them, do you see that they have been obedient to the word of God? Have they really been obedient to the things of God? You know, I I heard I, I know of people uh, that say, oh, I love God but don't do what he says. I'm sure you know that. I remember one time I was working in the corporate world for a man, and he, you know, he knew that my wife and I were Christians. And he says, you know, he told me, he said, Lam, you know, I know you and your wife are Christians. And I said, how do you know? He said, because when I see your life, you live out the Christian faith. And he wasn't even a believer. And I said, well, how do you know so-and-so? He goes, oh, I know she's not a Christian. Even though all the time you hear on her uh, voice message, oh, God bless you, uh, you know, peace be with you, all these things. But he goes, I know she's not a Christian because she does things that is contrary to Christianity. And he wasn't even a Christian. Now, brothers and sisters, people will know And brothers and sisters, today, I don't know where you are. And maybe you're saying, Pastor, I'm having a struggle. I want to be known. You know, I want people to know that I'm a Christian. Help me in that. So we're going to pray right now. And I want to just give you this reminder. It's not about how much you know, but it's about how much you love and how much you obey God's word. That's how we can gain power. That's how you can walk in victory. That's how you and I can be like in what Jesus says in John ten ten, and that he comes to give life and life more abundant. That's how we can live this life of Christianity with full of faith and full of victory and full of power. You know, I'm not saying you're not going to have a bad day, but what I'm trying to tell you is there is an overwhelming peace that would come over you. You know, I look back at my life and my wife's life, and the years of uh, being married, man, I don't know how we made it in a lot of things we've done. I don't know how we're able uh, to be in the home we're in. I don't know how we're able to be, have the things we have. And that, that's just material things. I don't even know uh, uh, how God has so blessed us with beautiful kids. You know, I'm just amazed. And all I could put it to is I tried my best to live in obedience to God's word. And maybe that's you right now. And you say, Pastor, I can do better. And we all can, including me. I'm trying to do better. A friend of mine, a pastor friend of mine said, man, what do you feel, you know, that in this new year? I said, I want to live more holy, brother. I want to be more obedient, God, live more holy, treat my wife better, treat my kids better, treat my members better, treat my friends better, treat those that trust me better, you know. I want to pray for those that, you know, don't like us, Christians, you know. And I want to be better, be more Christ-like. And maybe that's you today. If you were to look in the mirror today and ask the question, how do people know that I'm a Christian? Can you sit there and just speak to yourself and say, you know, they know because I really tried my best to love and I tried my best to obey God's word. Is that you today? And if you, if you look at it and you say, man, you know, the majority of my life, you know, I haven't loved the majority of my life. It, it's not really in obedience. Let's pray today. Heavenly Father, we pray right now for those that are listening. Lord, that their heart, that in their heart, they want to obey. In their heart, they want to love. Lord, in their heart, but God, they're struggling. But you said that you will send us a teacher, which is the Holy Spirit, to teach us all things. He's going to comfort us, and he's going to guide us. And so right now, we pray that the Holy Spirit will help those, Lord, that are needing that extra strength, that an extra push, because your word says that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, so strengthen those right now, maybe they, they need to learn to be more obedient to your word, Lord, they want to, God, but they, they're struggling, help them right now, Help them to love, God. Help them to love like you love. Help them to be obedient, Lord Jesus, like you were. Help all of us, Lord. Lord, bless their week this week. Thank you, God, for their life. I bless them uh, with your love, Lord. I bless them with your peace. Help them, God, to walk a life so they can bear the fruit of the Spirit. In Jesus Christ's name, amen, amen, amen. God bless you. May you have a great week. Join us immediately afterwards via Zoom. We love to pray for you in person. I know we're not meeting in uh, in person, but we can meet each other via Zoom. Look at the information on the screen immediately after uh, I close this service. Um, Join us. We love to see your smiling face and fellowship and pray for you. God bless you. Have a great week. We'll see you soon.